Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice M. and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today's Monday, November 14th, 2016, and we're still in, ending up in Chapter 11, A Vision for You, and we're going to begin on page 162. The last paragraph, thus we grow, we're going to continue to page 163, the first paragraph. Now, today's readers are, for the 12 steps of OA, would be Esther F. And the 12 traditions of OA is will be Becky B. Our readers for the text today will be Lisa B., Carmela G., and Rebecca F. The reference number for Sunday, our special edition yesterday, uh, November the 13th, is 9259. By two recovered compulsive overeaters, Howan and Larry, if I can't start and I can't stop, then what can I do? Well, the OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole, pe- our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a recover compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service in my past. Excuse me, I'm well, sorry you. for interrupting. Was the special edition 9259? Yes, it was. Thank you. I'm sorry. Okay. I will now ask Becky B. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning. Becky B., a compulsive overeater from Southeast Kansas. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. These problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of, of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Becky B. Um, Our meeting, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share in what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book on page 162. And um, uh, Lisa B., you're going to be our first reader, and you will begin reading on page 162. And um, I'm going to begin reading page 162, the second paragraph for context only, and continue through reading Willingness, Patience, and Labor. Did you get that okay? 
I do, yes. Thank you. Good morning. This is Lisa B. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Someday we hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find a fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. To some extent, this is already true. Some of us are salesmen and go about. Little little clusters of twos and threes and fives of us have sprung up in other communities through contact with our two larger centers. Those of us who travel drop in as often as we can. This practice enables us to lend a hand, at the same time avoiding certain alluring distractions of the road about which any traveling man can inform you. Thus we grow, and so can you. Though you be but one man with this book in your hand, we believe and hope it contains all you will need to begin. We know what you are thinking. You are saying to yourself, I'm jittery and alone. I couldn't do that, but you can. You forget that you have just now tapped a source of power much greater than yourself. To duplicate with such backing what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. And, you know, what this is saying to me is where we are in this book, A Vision for You, this is the 12th step, and he's talking about thus we grow and so can you. So what I get from this is that he's talking to someone that has done the steps, that is recovered. And even being recovered, I can feel jittery and alone. But he's telling us, he's reminding me that I have now tapped a source of power greater than myself. When I came in, I believed that food was my problem. And then I was taught by someone who had gone before me that food was my solution and that I needed to lay hold of a source of power that could enable me to become abstinent and recovered and and live that way. And um, I have now accessed that power, having worked these steps. I have now laid hold of this power. And that is the source of strength for me. It is not the people, places, and things and Uh, the things outside of me, it will always be that source of power. And then he's saying with such backing, what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. And every day, those are the attitudes I bring with me. And um, I think that that's all I have to share, and I pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Lisa B. Okay, who would like to comment on that? I hope this is correct. First paragraph on page 163. Charles H. Okay, I... Janice B. Melissa C. Tina G. Can I share? Amanda um, R. Oh, we're going to start all over again. I have Charles H. I have Janice B. I, I heard Bella, Bella G. Uh, go ahead. Nessa please. R. Nessa, Nessa R. R. And who else? Amanda R. Amanda R. Yes. Let's do that. And we'll, we'll have some more time. It's just we'll get through this group, and then we'll continue. Charles H., good morning to you. Please go ahead. <laughs> good morning, Janice and Charles H. Thank you for your service, Charles H., your recovered compulsive overeater. A lot of juicy stuff in here. Um, This practice enables us to lend a hand. What practice? 
10, 11, and 12. <laughs> 10 being the most un, un, underutilized step. Um, you have now tapped a source of power much greater than yourself to duplicate with such backing. Um, what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. Um, this is work on a daily basis. Um, it, it just I get called, and, 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 I, and, I, and I was scared to tell people that, man, I'm all right. You know, you know somebody asked you, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm lying. I have untreated alcoholism every day. And, and I wonder why I used to say, oh, I live in 10, 11, and 12. I throw it around like a piece of salami. It's not a piece of salami. It's work. Like, if, if, if I'm feeling some type of way about something, I can work it. I hear everybody talking about what happened last Wednesday. It's a str- Politics make a strange bedfellow. Guess what? I did a 10-step, and I was done with it. Done with it. Unblocked. Unblocked because um, this practice enables me to lend a hand to other people. And that's all I was hearing about. I heard about it in church. I hear people talking about it. You know, they say forgive and forget because if, if if I say I forgive you and I don't forget, where is the where where is the kindness? Where is the love? Where is the tolerance? Where is the patience? Where's the willingness? And where's the labor? It's so much labor, so much work to say I forgive and don't forget because that means I remember. And that means I'm still unblocked from my higher power and that means I don't have enough willingness, patience and labor. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Janice M. And thank you, Charles H. Okay, Janice B., it's your turn. Uh, good, ma- good morning, visionaries. This is Janice B., recovered compulsive overeater in Vermont. <clears throat> Excuse me. Grateful, grateful to be here and sharing. So what struck out to me in this paragraph, paragraph are the words, uh, now tapped a source of power, and I thought, what, what did that word tapped mean? And um, I thought of um, a maple tree. You know, you tap, you tap, you tap it, the tree to to um, get the the sap flowing and into your into your bucket, or you tap a keg. So it it. It's that tapping and 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 there's a flow. There's a there's a flow from from the inside out and um and and that what's inside is that power deep down down within me and, and everybody else uh that we have that I have um tapped into and um and how do I do that? I, I do that working step eleven on a daily basis. And um and it rolling out is my is the action, the service that that I do and um <clears throat> not just with the people in fellowships but it's 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 my 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 daily life, you know. Um, I am grateful that I'm not 
you know, that, that I can walk around with a smile on my face and look people in the eye and 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 they look back at me and smile too, which is like so different than um, how I used to live my life. Um, so, um, you know, flow, flow, let it flow out, tap into it, let it flow out. And with that, I pass. And thank you, Janice B. Okay, Bella G., it's your turn. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Janice, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Power much greater than yourself. Wow. Yes, this is the power for me. Before the program, I was looking so much for a power. I believe that I have the power, the power, you know, the power of willingness, the power to show to everybody how smart I am, how beautiful I am, how, how I am a successful person. And I didn't. I didn't have power. So then I believe that you have the power. So that gave me also to be jealous at you, to be angry at you, to have resentment because I believed in a power, a power of human. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now that I am in the program and I live the 12 steps one day at a time, yes, I do believe that there is a power, a higher power, a higher power than myself, a higher power that I call him God, that he loves me and respects me and accepts me. And this is how I get, you know, to be connected to myself, not to my ego, to myself, to accept that, yes, I have the power, the power to choose one day at a time. And today I am so happy that I choose to be connected to a higher power, higher than myself. So, yes, today I accept myself as a human being. I accept you as a human being. Yes, we are limited. We are not perfect. And we have all the time the opportunity to learn, to learn and to teach one day at a time. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Hi, this is Nessa R. Did you call on me? Go ahead, Nessa. Sorry about that. Oh. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. So this is Nessa R. Recovered in Toronto, Canada. And I, I find this paragraph so very powerful because what it's telling me is that as a recovered compulsive overeater, I have um, a responsibility I have several responsibilities. The first responsibility that I have is to stay recovered so I can retain the access to God that I have gained through working the, the steps. Because, you know, when I was in active addiction, I was totally blocked from God. Um, and I had the proverbial God-sized hole in me that I was trying to fill up with the food and also with the 
uh, exertion to, uh, to achieve uh, the fulfillment of my little plans and designs, none of which um, brought me any happiness or contentment at all. So, you know, I w- the first thing I had to do to unblock myself was to put the food down entirely. And then the second block, which was myself, I had to address by, by working the steps, you know, one through nine. And once I achieved that, you know, the, the, the paramount objective is to retain that recovery, which has been shared, is to work in steps 10, 11, and 12. And, you know, I need to continue doing this, not only because it's the only thing that's going to keep me recovered, but because I have to pass it on. Uh, and that is my responsibility, you know, that, that, uh, that work of uh, willingness, patience, and labor. Uh, to me, speaks about working with others, like, um, you know, my sponsor, my sponsors throughout time have worked with me, and I, I read something incredibly beautiful yesterday in an old AA um, grapevine that I really couldn't wait to share, um, uh, and it was written with, with, by Bill after the passing of Dr. Bob, and it's, uh, I guess, a eulogy of sorts, you know, a tribute to Dr. Bob, and this is what Dr. Bob used to say. He said, I was only a first link in that chain of providential circumstances, which is called AA. Add your own link to our chain. With God's help, forge that chain, that chain well and truly. And I think this is just so beautiful because, you know, we need to recover so we can have a, a happy, joyous, and free life. But more importantly, we need to recover and stay recovered so we can help others achieve the same thing, you know, and continue building the chain, just as uh, Dr. Bob instructed. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Reva P. Okay, Amanda R., it's your turn. Hello, this is Amanda R., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. I was kind of laughing. Um, those last three things in the, in the period of the willingness, patience, and labor. Um, <laughs> the patience is, is what really jumps out at me. That is, I think that is frequently not a strong suit of of addicts and, and those who have recovered from addiction. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, but what, what really um, comes to me is um, I, I have recovered. My life has changed. I am, I'm not, like the way I am now, I didn't even think that was remotely possible a year ago. So uh, I'll often, you know, go to local face-to-face meetings where the recovery is not quite so strong and um I'm just so excited about what's happened to me that I'll share, you know, this worked for me. I I worked the steps the big book way and and things totally changed. I'm so much happier and more peaceful and joyful now. Um and so I kind of expect in my head when I come back the next week, everyone's going to be like, let's all work the steps the big book way and let's all do it exactly like Amanda says to do it. And um, that doesn't happen. And it's still pretty much the same meeting. So here's, here's, where, here's where my patience has to come in. Like I'm just throwing seeds out there. Um, they might grow. They might not grow. It's really not up to me. It, it's up to God. I just... 
I think my my job is you know the willingness to to just keep throwing those seeds out every day, showing showing up everywhere in my life, um, living these principles in all my affairs, and um, not being particularly uh, discouraged or even resentful when they don't grow the way I want them to grow, the way I think they should grow. And I think you know just uh, the last thing I wanted to throw in is that. You know, often uh, these one or two of these seeds will just grow and blossom in ways that just knock my socks off, that they're so beautiful, I could have never expected it. But they aren't the ones that I thought would grow. They often aren't the ones I was even aware that I was sowing. Uh, it's just, it's amazing and beautiful how they they grow and, and God takes care of them and um I'm I'm just the worker here. I'm the worker in the field, and and I'm not the director. And that's all. Have a great day. I pass. And thank you, Amanda. R. Okay, we're open to some some others that would like to comment on what was read. Melissa C. Melissa C. Melissa C. Larry K. Reva P. Eileen M. Reva P. Eileen M. And I hear Monica. Okay, we'll go with those five for now. Mon- we'll go with Melissa C. and then Larry K. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, what What jumps out at me this morning is, is the word jittery. You know, jittery and alone and um, afraid. And, you know, I've experienced that feeling both recovered and, and not recovered. And... Um, you know, that's part of a a human emotion, a human experience at times. And what's different um, is that I have a power that can relieve me of that, of that experience, of that feeling that I can press into, you know, and that's where I I learned that my relationship with a higher power was real. You know, this is the real thing. Um, It's easy to say, you know, have acceptance and love and, reliance on a power greater than yourself when everything is going your way, you know, but when it's not, when things happen and you're not happy with it, you feel jittery and alone, um, that's where I've really developed a relationship with a higher power. That's why I find out, man, this thing works, you know, this is for real. This isn't just um, words on a page, but this is, this is real and alive. And, you know, and so when I'm jittery and alone and feeling that way, um, I have this book in hand. I have a program of recovery. I have access to a higher power that tells me, um, get out of your head. You know, don't tell, don't call everybody up so you could tell them just how jittery and alone you are so that they can listen to you go on and on about your problem. Um, how about call someone and offer, um, some service, offer some support, offer some friendship, offer um, the message in this big book. And it's it's unbelievable how that helps. You know, um, I, I took someone's um, inventory over the weekend, and man, if that didn't cure my feeling of <clears throat> fear, of jitteriness, and alone. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. And thank you, Melissa C. Okay, good morning to you, Larry Kay. 
Good morning, Janice. Thanks for your service. Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. You want to focus in on, um, you know, uh, perseverance and, um, you know, um, perseverance, this notion of grit, um, effort, you know, um, there's, there's no shortcut to this thing. There's no secret here. That was the thing that I began to learn. It took me some time <clears throat> to learn that, that it's effort. We, we, it takes effort. And that's, if there is a secret, that's the secret. You know, I hate to break it to you. There is no secret to success. I mean, you know, if, if the secret is that we have to work really, really hard day in and day out, year after painstaking year to get what we want out of life, well, that doesn't sound like a, a, you know, a great secret to me. You know, if there, if there were a secret to this, it's, there's no awesome shortcut here. What it is is we work, we follow these instructions precisely, and we work hard, even when we don't want to work hard. It's not the most talented that are becoming recovered. Can you imagine if that, what a travesty that would be if it was just the most, most talented? Those are the ones that become recovered where, no, we get exactly what's promised, regardless of talent level, IQ, any of those things that anybody, practically anybody that is, that is willing to follow these instructions are going to get the, precisely the same result, which is this what we call recovery. And we get this, we get this recovery. We have to um, have the grit, determination, perseverance, steadfastness, stick-to-itiveness. We do it day in and day out, I, regardless of what happens each day, sickness, uh, do, you know, whatever it is, um, I, I work this program, I carry this message, and you know, that's what it took. I had to put the food down first off. I'm still in the food. I'm not even up to the plate. Can't even get up to the plate if I'm still shooting myself up with my food. With that, I will pass. Thanks. Well, thank you, Larry. Okay, let's see who is next on my list. Uh, Reva P, please go ahead. Good morning. It's Reva P, Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. A couple of things struck me in this reading. First of all, the word duplicate. I think to duplicate is to make a copy exactly like the original. And that reminds me, if I do what these first uh, 100 people did, I get the same results. And it also is a remember when for what was I duplicating before I came into this program and before I started doing the work. I was duplicating, binging um, like a crazy woman every single night, waking up every morning telling myself I wasn't going to do it again, and I was duplicating the same crazy, insane pattern. And in program, I can do the opposite. I can duplicate what recovered people have done before me and get uh, different results. The second thing that struck me was the word tapped, as somebody has shared, and it just gives me this beautiful image of tapping something where there's an, um, an inflow and there's an outflow. So if I keep my opening open, um, 
um, to God, not only do I get an inflow as was shared that my life is transformed and I have access to this power in all of my affairs, whether it's in this uh, program or outside in the rest of my life, but there's also an outflow and it just flows. I'm not efforting, I'm not doing, I'm not forcing, it's just flowing and that is totally the opposite image of what it was like before. It also reminds me if I, my opening is only really narrow, I only get like a trickle of a little tiny bit. But if I'm really open, like it's just like like opening a dam of amazing positive energy. And that's what I have access to if I do the work to keep myself open. I love at the end where he says, only, only a matter of willingness, patience and labor. Are you kidding? For somebody like me, that only um, you know, it might sound simple, but it is so not easy um, because it goes against the grain of how I um, intuitively would handle things. And then that brings me to the, you know, and so we grow and we have enough just to begin, which reminds me, I am just beginning and I'm beginning every day. As others have shared, it's 10, 11, 12, and it says it's easy to let up. I mean, that's another thing that's really easy to do on this spiritual program of action and rest on my laurels because I only um, have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. So I'm beginning every single day um, because as soon as I let up, I close that opening, no access, and I start to become a crazy woman. And then food is the next step up. With that, I pass. And thank you. Okay, Eileen M., please go ahead. Uh, Hi, Mm -hmm. Hi, this is Eileen M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Hampshire. And um, thank you so much for your service. I love this meeting. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, great. Okay, so what I was thinking was um, I feel like we are all kind of like pioneers in AA because, um, you know, I've heard about vision being called the, the OA renaissance. And I just love this because, you know, I tried so many methods in OA over the years to recover, and this is what worked for me. And, you know, I like I heard someone else say earlier, is I'm so excited about it, I just want to tell everyone. And um, a couple months ago, I told my story of how I recovered this way in a face-to-face meeting that we have locally. And, you know, I kind of expected to be like bowled over by people saying, oh, I want what you have. You know, how did you do it? And that didn't happen. And um, I thought, oh, darn, you know, how can I carry this message if that's not happening? I sense that there's like a resistance to this way because we have such a focus on the tools. And, um, you know, like I've heard other meetings do focus a lot on that. I don't really hear about working steps very often. It's kind of like our meeting does kind of lead a step once a month. Um, and, you know, there's not a lot of focus on it. And I, um, you know, I remember like having a group conscience where I said, can we please put a big book on the table? Because it wasn't even on the table, you know. And um, I just feel like, you know, we're sort of like, um, I really like what was said about, you know, we can sow seeds. We, you know, I can bring my recovery to these meetings. You know, but it's not really all up to me whether people are going to want this. And I love where it says to duplicate with such backing, you know, is that I have my higher power behind or in front of me or whatever, 
um, helping me to carry the message. And I can always go to higher power and pray for, you know, what to say. And then I think I heard yesterday in the uh, vision meeting was that, you know, that God, can, God, as I understand God, will help me carry the message. And, you know, it's not going to be an overnight matter. You know, there's not going to be this overnight change. But, you know, I can be kind of like a, a messenger, basically. And um, I'm just really grateful for everything I've heard on this meeting. And uh, thanks so much. And thank you, Eileen. Okay, Monica T., it's your turn. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater here in Florida. And my take on this paragraph seems is a little different, I think, here this morning. We know what you are thinking. You are saying to yourself, I'm jittery and alone. I couldn't do that. And my take on this is that you've been through the steps, you've cleaned your house, and now it's time for helping others. And I'm, I can't do that. You know, oh, my God, how I don't know how to guide somebody else through. And it's like, well, you know, you don't, it's between them and God. You open up this book and you're just guiding them through the process of doing the work. You know, don't forget, you've tapped a power greater than you. Don't forget, the instructions are in this book. And so with this book in your hand, you can help another person. Because why? Because you've walked the steps. You're just a little further along the path than they are. You know, put your hand out behind you and you're guiding them on the path that you've walked so they can get an experience too. And it's between them and God. And it's, you know, so it's uh, to sponsor and carry on this message. Yeah, it's a matter of willingness. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not super special here. I've just walked the path before you and patience and labor so that another suffering compulsive overeater can also get the spiritual awakening. And with that, I pass. Okay, thank you, Monica T. Okay, is there anyone else before we go on? Carolyn? Leah M. All right. Let me just say, I heard Leah M. Okay, Leah M. I heard Carolyn. Carolyn S. Carolyn S. H., yep. Yeah, I heard Vasa O. I heard, I think it was Maria. Was it Maria S? Leia S. Oh, Leia S. Okay, and one more? Carlisa. Carlisa? Yes, Carlisa. Can you hear me? I can, but what's, your, what's the first initial there of your last name? C. Again? C. As in? C as in... Uh, Cat? That'll do it. Okay, good enough. All right, let's have a good morning to you, Lisa M. I mean, Leah M. Thank you so much, Janice. Thank you so much. To duplicate with such backing what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. Yes, um, you know, now that... Uh, we are recovered, we have a responsibility and an obligation, and that's exactly what these authors who pen these pages uh, did. They had recovered, and they began to carry that message because they carried a message of depth and weight. They were properly armed with facts, not about other people, with facts about themselves. And with that experience 
and with the information um, of the process of recovery, they were able to win the confidence of other alcoholics. Remember, our text says we have recovered and have been given the power to help other people. And this is not about personal recognition or personal power or personal success. This is very humbling, you know, to walk humbly um, the fact that our lives have been changed as a result of this uh, program of recovery, and now we want to give back. We want to be um, a, a source of solace and service to the community. Our big book says that our dark past is the greatest possession we have. It's the key to life and happiness for others. How remarkable is that? It also tells me we can't transmit something we haven't got, meaning what is the attraction? Is the attraction the variety of personalities on the line? No, although we all have different styles and different ways of articulating our message, but the attraction is the recovery. The attraction is the sense of hope that's uh, available, the possibility that is available for each and every person on the line who suffers and wants to get well. God has removed my obsession to compulsively overeat. The question now is, what am I going to do with that? God has a job for me and for all of us to do because that's what God's will is to help another person. Uh, that's what, uh, you know, Bill W. did, Dr. Bob, the first 100, the Oxford's groups. Uh, they put it together so that you and I could have it today. God has always picked people to do his job for him, and if he picked people back then, then he's still picking people today. And, you know, I must say, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. But we have a very specific path that has worked, and, uh, you know, that's a message that we carry, and we stand in harmony on that very message. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Leah M. Okay, we have Carol in SH, please. Go ahead. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Janice. Um, this is Carolyn S.H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater in Massachusetts. Um, and uh, um, we know what you are saying. Can you hear me? Um, I can hear you. Um, just hold on one second. I want to um, to unmute yourself again, please, Carolyn. Yeah, I think I'm here. You hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, we know what you were thinking. You were saying to yourself, I'm jittery and alone. Um, so this morning, um, I was unable to dial, dial in. Um, when I kept dialing on my cell phone, it kept dropping or getting a busy signal. Um and then when I used my landline, my landline battery died. <laughs> and and uh, it just, I thought it was so apropos for, and I really started to feel like, oh, my God, I can't connect, I can't connect. Um, and and then when it, it goes down um, to what he, when he talks about um, um, to duplicate with such backing, what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor, and also talking about that um, 
uh, source of power much greater than yourself that you have just now tapped. Um, to me, this is all about, like, uh, it's not about me feeling that I'm connected to a power, um, but just knowing, just trusting and knowing. I've done the work. I've been through the, the steps. I have this power at my fingertips. And all I have to do, like what comes to mind for the willingness, patience, and labor, is just do it, right? The Nike thing, just do it. Um, and uh, and what is it? And what a lot of people have expressed, you know, it's working with others. It's uh, working the program, um, uh, creating the the community around you, you know. Um, one thing that also struck me about this um, paragraph is the you language. Um, uh, I I was told that throughout the book, um, when uh, Bill was drafting this, he used a lot of you language, um, especially in the chapters about the steps, the, in the early chapters, you this, you that, and the uh, first 100 recovered alcoholics were like, you can't say you, um, so it, he changed it to a lot of we, but here in this paragraph, he says you again. Um, and I think that's very powerful for me. But he's speaking directly to me, saying, you um, are not alone. Right? You can do this. You have your, your source of power. And um, I just find that very powerful. Uh, and I think that's it for me. With that, I pass. Thank you. Mm. And thank you so much, Carolyn S.H. Vasa, oh, it's your turn. Thank you. Good morning, Janice and everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, calling from Florida. Uh, I was very jittery and nervous when I came to the program, and uh, I can still get at times going and doing new things, but I can always go and tap on my uh, on God, you know. And uh, here we are, almost uh, the end of the twelve steps. And there's no graduation for me. I don't just go once through the steps and say, oh, I'm done now. I don't have to do it any longer. And uh, it's a long process. It has been a long process for me for many, many, many years. And I don't plan on leaving. You know, I'm staying here because I know what has happened with people that have left it. Oh, oh, some of them did come back and found a solution. Uh, again, uh, the minute I surrendered uh, on my knees and admitted to God that I was powerless over the food, I was connected to a power greater than myself I never thought existed in me. From not being able to do things, I started to do things that I wanted to do, but I couldn't. It was just amazing. Um, and that power comes from God. It started with putting the food down first. And, uh, and it's amazing the transformation that has happened to me over the years. And now, how am I going to uh, extend my hand to another sufferer? And I can do it because I can go, I can tell them about my experience and how I was able to achieve it. You know, thank God for giving me this big book. Thank God for the connection with my higher power. And it's difficult that sometimes I'm saying, oh, I don't know if I'm doing it right or wrong. No, you know, they have the same gift. The book is right here. The information is here. And I can just guide them like I was guided myself over the years. Thank you, and I pass. 
And thank you, Vasa. Oh, Lisa, uh, Leah S., please. Thank you. Thank you, Janice. Um, this is Leah S., a recovered compulsive overreader from Brooklyn. Um, so um, I'm saying that I can't do that or I'm jittery because um, – because um, I mean, I, I I think that every one of you are much so much better and so much more, and there is that feeling of I don't know, I never did this before, and what happened to me? All of a sudden, I wanted to go to different meetings. I wanted to spread this 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 recovery and this feeling, and I I need more. I need more. It just that feeling that I have, and and such a miracle happened because this Saturday someone came up to my house. I opened my door, and we did the whole doctor's opinion, and we are ready to go on. There, there is such a great feeling of, wow, another person is getting this message, and it's one person, but it was it was it was done and it wasn't my power it's it's not up to me and this person thought i was going to stand like a policeman and do this do that i can only suggest to you what has helped me i cannot tell you what to do i can tell you what helped me now if you want what i have or what the others hundreds and thousands of others have just Look into the book and do what they're telling you. And um, if it means change, well, you know what? We can't change without the power that is greater than ourselves. Really, we can't. I could never, never have done this without his power guiding me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you, Leah S. Okay, Kalisa C. Kalisa? Star one to unmute. Good morning. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? I switched phones. Yes, I can hear you well. Thank you so much for your wonderful service and this opportunity to study the big book. Uh, Carlisa C. from Washington, D.C. And so this book has spoken to me over the years because it is speaking to me. I mean, the use of you in this paragraph, these two paragraphs, one which starts, thus we grow. So from a stagnant place of killing myself with food and, and sugar in particular in all its forms, I can grow. This is what the book is saying. But by now I have confidence that these people know me. Okay, I've read enough, I've seen enough. I know they're talking to me. Okay, so when I then hear... And so you can grow too. And I'm like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> and then I and then I get to we know what you are thinking. And it, and and then I of course know that they do know what I'm thinking. So for me, what my process of recovery and on a on a daily healing transformative basis has been. I think, I'm sorry, Calissa, I think you're fading out somewhat. Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you well. Okay. I don't know what's wrong with the line this morning, but um, 
the renewal of my thinking is what this book for me, that's been the greatest gift and the right relationship. So the, it says, we know what you are thinking, and I'm sure they do. And um, I'm thinking I got to do this all alone. I, I'm thinking I can't do it all alone. And that is absolutely right. I can't do it all alone. And that is, uh, and that is what the next two sentences turn to. Begin, it tells me to begin to trust this new relationship with this new higher power that I have. My higher power is no longer food or anger or a thousand little fears or worries or anxieties. I have a creator of the universe, a source of power which I've tapped into. And with that trust relationship, as I walk, I can really start doing amazing things if I'm only willing, if I'm only patient, and if I continually work. And I'm sorry for the noise on the line or not being able to hear me, and I pass. No problem. Thank you, Calissa C. Okay, we have about four more minutes. We can take a couple, two minutes. Who would like to speak? I'm sorry. Lindsay. Carrie S. Lindsay, is that what you said? Yeah, Lindsay. Okay, Lindsay, and whom else? Carrie S. Carrie S. Let's go with those two. What, Lindsay? What's the first initial of your last name? C. C. Please go ahead. All right. Everybody thanks. My name is actually Wayne. My name is actually Wayne C. But I, I, I think you oh. call me Lindsay, so I figure. I might, it might be easier for you to remember if I say Lindsay. No, it's so, better Wayne. Sir. Wayne C. Please go ahead. <laughs> well, for you, I'm Lindsay. Okay, this is Wayne, a.k.a. Lindsay. Uh, I like Lindsay. It's a nice name. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm dying to talk because I, I, I think I just want to say that, you know, um, but this is a free gift from God, and I think this idea that, like, somebody who won a million dollars the lottery, and and then they look at the next guy and they think, why are you so poor? Why don't you just work harder? You know, and it's like, hey man, you won the you won the lottery, man. Like this was a gift. This is a gift, and you know, I have a. I have a wonderful sponsor, and he, and he reminded me, he says, uh, that no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And to me, it's like, this is like, you know, I was I was going to talk to another sponsor, and he's like, I want you to get an American number. And I'm like, whoa. Like, why people get hardcore sponsors, right? I mean, it's like the sponsor thinks that he's the one that's going to relieve. And I, you know, I get it, right? I've done that. It's like, no, man, you're just going to help me, and it's going to be the this book and the steps that are going to bring me to God and give me recovery. It's not, it's not a. I think some people get caught up in that they think they're doing it, you know, and and it's like it's kind of bizarre. So I mean, even in this, yes, we're given these beautiful twelve steps, and yes, the vision is beautiful. But I could still get lost in the delivery of that, you know, if somebody's all caught up in there, like they're the one, you know what I mean? They're the chosen one, right? Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest, because I've done that, and that's me, and I want to be careful I don't do that, you know, I'm on step nine, 
hopefully I'll be taking somebody through at some point. And I just want to remember that, no, man, I'm just going to help, you know? And it's a God's anyway on that one. Thanks. Okay. Thank you much. Um, does anybody want to speak for a minute? Carrie S. Carrie, please, just about a minute, okay? This is Carrie S. from Colorado. I just want to share um, little clusters of twos and threes and fives are springing up in our communities. And this is, um, uh, we have a Colorado contingent of amazing women that are amassing here. And it is an OA renaissance. And I am so grateful for this big book. It is coming alive. And um, and it is, it's to the, thanks to the grit and the perseverance um, you know, I, I have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, and, and it is thanks to this book. Um, I'm just very grateful for, for the hope. And, um, and my, my sponsor just had me look up all the definitions of, uh, you know, the, the principles and perseverance. It's, it's really um, amazing, steadfast, unremittent continuance, a tenacity, you know, and that's, that's what I hear. That is the secret, to have grit. And um, I'm just so grateful to be online. It's the first time I've shared. I've been listening for um, about three years. And so thank you so much. Um, with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Carrie. S. Okay, and we, I thank you. We thank you to everyone who has shared So please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. Uh, We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Um, Carrie S., you're new. Would you like to read page 164 for us? Uh, I would be honored. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only, okay? Yes, thanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge a road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.